Thanks for joining us at the Liberty City Podcast. Liberty City values each person's unique experience with faith, and we hope that this word impacts you today. Well, hi everyone. It's Peter Toggs here. It is so great to be with Liberty City today, all the way from Sydney, Australia, to you there in Canada. Ottawa. Wow. Who would have thought? And a big shout out to some of my favorite people, Levi and Nadia Mary Church and your entire family. I hope you guys know we love you so much and we're so proud of what you're doing. Laura and I send our love here from Sydney, Australia, Hillsong Church, all the way to you guys. Uh, It's an honor that you would allow me to stand on this platform, your platform, and bring the word to your community. And I'm so excited for what is happening over there in Canada. Really, I am. I hear good reports. I follow very closely Levi in amongst his running posts, uh, seeing what is happening over there in church. And even though you may or may not be in lockdown, uh, our hearts are with you over there in Ottawa. And great thing here in Australia, we are starting to feel some sense of normal. See, I don't say that to make you angry or frustrated, but to let you know there is hope. We are going to get through this together. Amen. Amen. And Nadia, you are so beautiful. I still will never forget that message you brought at Summerfest that has impacted so many of us. And so, listen, we love you guys. Thanks again. It's an honor to be with everyone today. Well, if you don't mind, I'm going to get straight into it. I've only got a few moments with you guys. And so I want to make these moments count. If you're looking for a title, I want you to call this message, Stay in the Fight. If you have your Bibles, maybe you can turn with me to 2 Timothy 4, uh, verse 1. We're going to read between verse 1 to 8. As you're turning there, let me kind of set a little bit of a backdrop for what is taking place. I guess to give you a little bit of context to what we're going to talk about today, Paul, the Apostle Paul, is nearing his impending death. He's in his last few days and he's in the last few years. And in 1 Timothy, we find that the picture is drastically different for this young leader, Tim. I call him Tim. He is experiencing momentum in his church. There is great things going on. There's a real sense of life. And then we find ourselves in 2 Timothy and the pictures drastically change. The Roman government, Nero has taken power. He's wreaking havoc in believers. People are losing their lives. They're losing their jobs. And to top it all off, Timothy is experiencing internal leadership problems. And here we find the apostle Paul who implores him, who inspires him and persuades him. I want you to look at 2 Timothy 4 verse 1 to 8 with me. It reads this. It says, in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing in his kingdom, I give you this charge, verse 2, underline this, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instruction, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want them to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering and the time of my departure is near. Look at this. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. 
Now there is in store for me the crown of all righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Call this message, stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Father, I pray in these few moments that you would truly give us a glimpse of heaven. Lord, I pray as we come around the word, the Bible, that you would truly show us who Jesus is in our life. I pray for every person joining in. May this word not only touch them, Lord, but may it help them. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said together, amen. Have you ever wanted to give up? I'm sure we all have. I think it's a part of life. Have you ever wanted to turn and go, you know what? I'm going to turn my back on this journey. I'm done with this. One time recently, I was in Queenstown. Queenstown, big shout out to New Zealanders, Levi, Nadia. Queenstown is a beautiful place in New Zealand and it was my first time and it's beautiful, picturesque. I mean, if you've never been there, if you're ever on this side of the world, you need to go to Queenstown. It is absolutely beautiful. We were there with a few friends and we decided that we were going to set out on a little adventure. Now, I would like to think I'm an adventurous type of guy. It's only until recently I've discovered, wow, maybe I'm not an adrenaline junkie as I thought. I used to like to go on roller coasters and feel my stomach drop and all that sort of stuff. But these days I'm kind of a little bit more careful is what I'd like to say. But anyway, we set out on this journey and this journey, it started off good. It started off great. We were laughing. It was joyous. We were on dry terrain. It was flat. I was like, this is great. This is cool. It's an adventure. We're out. We're having fun. The boys are walking up this mountain. Then all of a sudden, I kid you not, long story short, is the terrain all of a sudden started to change. It went from dry, flat ground to steep, slippery, snowy cliffs. We find ourselves walking up this mountain. Some of us are like, what is going on here? Because we are literally in our jeans, we're in our our runners and we're in just a shirt. And then the weather begins to change. The weather goes from dry, sunny to what I can only explain as a blizzard. Now, forgive me, here in Sydney, Australia, we don't get too much snow. The only snow I've seen is from the last Frozen movie. I don't know too much about snow. So all I can conclude is what I experienced is not just a few snowdrops. I felt like we were experiencing a blizzard. Now, all I know about blizzards is people die. Here we were climbing this mountain, The weather changed. We're hanging on cliffs. I felt like Sylvester Stallone hanging on the cliffs, kind of like Adrian, wrong movie. But you know what I'm talking about. I felt like I was about to lose my life. So you know what I did? I would like to say to you that I pursued and I persevered and I pressed on towards the mountain, but no, I didn't. I decided, you know what, guys? This is too hard. I'm done. I'm not going to keep going on this journey. What started off great is now terrible. It's hard. I'm tired. And I decided I was going to turn my back and give up and walk back down the mountain. It's funny because as I went my way down the mountain, I actually lost my way. One turn turned into countless wrong turns. And what should have only taken one or two hours turned into three or four hours. And I completely lost my way and basically got lost and didn't know what to do. Almost thought I was going to pretty much lose my life. But I decided in that moment, you know what, I'm I'm done. I'm giving up. Have you ever felt like that in your life? Have you ever felt like, man, life's just too hard? 
Maybe it's set out real good with your business, with your marriage, with your children, with your career and your ministry. And it started off real good. And then as you set out on this journey, the terrain changed. Things began to become a little bit more slippery and the weather changed on you where it was beautiful and sunny one moment and it became this big blizzard. That's the reality, isn't it? That life throws you blizzards. I think in our life, this is what happens and we can tend to go, you know what? This dream God that you've called me to, it's too hard. God, this, this vision that you've given me, it's too hard. Lord, the year we've just had with 2020, I don't know if I can keep going on. If this next year is going to look like this, I don't know if I can stay in the fight. I don't know if I can keep persevering up this mountain. So it's just easier if I just tap out, turn around and walk back down the mountain. Human nature tends to drag downward if we're not intentional. I think if we're not putting conscious effort in, human nature will tend to drag down. I think also in our lives, isolation is a real thing. Proverbs 18.1 says this, whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. In isolation, we rage against all sound judgment. We start to act irrational. We start to do things that are irrational. We start to think irrational. And I think discouragement, discouragement has a way of turning up to your house unannounced, turning up into your kitchen, making itself a cup of coffee, sitting down across the table from you and I and convincing us, persuading us, maybe it's time to walk away. Walk away from that God dream. Walk away from that calling. Walk away from that relationship, that that community. And this is what life does, particularly if you're a visionary person, someone who dreams about what could be only to wake up to what is. And the danger in our lives is we make permanent decisions in what is simply a temporary season. You see, it's tough times that no doubt reveal what is in us. But I'd like to go on record to say, no, it's tough times that reveal who God really is. It's in tough times that can reveal that God is who he says he is, that he is the God of breakthrough. He is the God that can make a way. He is the God who is close, not far. He is near, not distant. He is the God that is with you. Emmanuel, God is with us. You see, I would like to say this, that if you're in that wrestle and in that fight and you feel like giving up, well, I would like to say that Perhaps you're on the right track because it's in that wrestle and in that fight that I believe you can discover who Jesus is in your life. You see, which brings us to our opening text in 2 Timothy 4. You see, we see countless believers losing their lives. There is havoc throughout the community. There is internal problems going on with the leadership of Timothy's church, but we see Paul inspire Timothy to say, hey, keep fighting this good fight. Endure hardship. Keep pushing and persevering. But I want to look at verse 2 here. Verse 2, he says this, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. I want to stop here and I want to camp here for a moment because he says to Timothy, Timothy, preach the word. Do you know what he's saying there? He's saying, Timothy, stay in your calling. 
You're called to preach the word. You're called to lead this church. You're called to keep pursuing the call of God on your life. And then he says, be prepared in season and out of season. Now, I've always heard this verse as a young tucker coming through church life. And it's always that scripture everyone throws out, you know, be ready because the, you know, the senior pastor or your youth pastor might ask you to preach. So you need to be ready in and out of season. But I read this in a different light. You see, be prepared in other translations can be interchanged with be instant or be ready. Be ready in and out of season. See, what this scripture is saying, it's in the Greek, it's translated that that word be prepared is interchangeable with a Greek military term. This military term is a picture to dig your heels in, to stay at your post, to get ready to fight. And I think what Paul is saying to Timothy is this, Timothy, I know things are tough right now. You possibly want to give up. You want to turn your back on this uphill battle and you want to walk back down the bottom of the mountain. But you, Timothy, stay faithful to the calling of God on your life. Preach the word. Stay in it. Then he says, dig your heels in. Get ready to fight. In good times and bad times, the enemy's going to try and rip you off. But you, Timothy, be ready. Stay in your calling. In other words, you can translate it as this. Take a firm stand and resolve to stay at your post, whether good times or bad times. Dig in deep and have a resolve that you are going to be faithful to what you are called to do. Do you hear what Paul is talking to Timothy about? He's saying, Timothy, in good times and bad times, stay here. Have a resolve. Dig your heels in. Stay in. Stay in your calling. Stay in your career. Stay in your marriage. Stay in what God has called you to do. Dig your heels in. Be prepared to fight because the enemy is going to try to rip you off. And in good times or bad, dig in, have a resolve. You know, I pray that in 2021, where maybe there's been loss, maybe there's been a whole lot of uncertainty, that we would never lose that resolve to stay in faith, to fight this good fight that we've been called to fight. Now, I want to pivot just for a moment in just these last few moments, because I want to prescribe perhaps to you King David. I think we can use David as a prescription to our own soul when we want to give up, when we want to turn our backs. I think we can use David as an example. I mean, David himself went through tough times, went through chaotic times, whether it be where he fell and he fell into sin or whether he turned his back on God or whether he ran from his calling or he went through his own stuff. And I'm sure there was times David wanted to tap out. And in Psalm 103, I think David prescribes to every believer something where we could apply to our own lives when we want to give up, when we want to turn our backs, when we want to retreat from the mountain. I believe he gives us a little bit of insight practically in how we can stay in the fight. Let me read Psalm 103 to you. David, he says this, Praise the Lord, my soul. 
All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, verse 2, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Verse 5, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. I only have a few moments left, but I want to prescribe three things to you. If you're going to stay in the fight that I think we can learn from no doubt, Timothy and the Apostle Paul, but David in this moment. Notice this, David says, bless the Lord, O my soul, or praise the Lord, O my soul. Notice he says it two times when the Bible repeats something it's worth paying attention to. He's trying to emphasize perhaps his soul wasn't where it needed to be. And so he said, soul, you are going to praise the Lord. Even though you don't want to be here, even though you want to give up, soul, you are going to serve him. Soul, you are going to worship. Soul, you are going to be generous. And I would say this, the first thing is write this down, say it to your soul. Sometimes you've got to prophesy it to yourself. Man, it's all good when people prophesy over your own life and I welcome that and that's the powerful thing about being in a community, being encouraged by our brothers and sisters that are in community with us. But man, sometimes you can't wait for a word to reach you. You've got to prophesy to your own soul. I love the picture in Ezekiel 37 verse 4 to 8. It says this, Then he said to me, prophesy to these dry bones. I think sometimes when you find yourself in dry seasons, you've got to prophesy to your soul. You've got to call it out in your soul and say, soul, even though you want to give up, even though you want to turn around and go back down, you will continue to persevere and stay in the fight. We need to say it to our soul. Second thing is this, write this down. Don't forget to remember. You see, I think we need to make sure if we're going to stay in the fight, we remember what the Lord has done. You see, sometimes we remember what we should forget and we forget what we should remember. Uh, I'm a parent. I've got three children and, you know, every now and then I'd love to treat them, get them some candy, get them a packet of chips. You know, I kind of just want to spoil them every now and then. I can tell you right now in those moments, I'm a great dad. Like they tell me they're stuffing candy and lollies down their throat and they're like, dad, you're the best dad ever. But then comes dinner time and it's like, hey, kids, you probably should eat your vegetables. And I mean, it is like like the whole world. It's like World War III in the house. I don't want to eat my vegetables. I don't want to do that. And I mean, in that moment, I'm the worst dad ever. Did they forget that I was the dad that gave them the desires of their stomach? I think we do this with God. We forget the benefits of what it is to be a believer. And sometimes God will correct and sometimes God will discipline and rebuke in us. And it is in those times that we cannot forget He is the God who set us free. He is the God who died for us. See, throughout the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, you see where the Israelites, they forgot who God was. They started to rebel. And I think that's where rebellion takes place is when we forget the benefits of God, when we forget what He has done in our lives. We see this time and time again. God rescued Israelites from Egypt and then they find themselves in the wilderness, but they forgot in the wilderness that He is the God who set them free. Think in Judges 8 verses 33 to 34. 
It says, no sooner had Gideon died than the Israelites again prostituted themselves to the Baals. They set up Baal-bereth as their God and did not remember the Lord their God who had rescued them from the hands of all their enemies on every side. You see, I think if we're going to stay at our post, we need to remember that he is the God that rescued us and he will continue to rescue us and he will continue to take us from strength to strength. We need to remember where our help comes from. Don't forget to remember. The last thing is this, is we need to not only say it to our soul, not only to not forget to remember, but we also need to hold on to specific truths about who God is. Recently, I started a journey of trying to memorize who God is. I'll tell you what I mean. Jehovah. He is Jehovah. He is Yahweh, the Lord Jehovah. You know, because the reality is this, and I'll tell you what I'm trying to describe to you is the reality is in 2021, I, I, I can't tell you, I don't, don't know what this year is going to look like. I can't tell you when or how this pandemic is going to end. There's a whole lot that's uncertain about the future and I don't know what's ahead. I wish I could tell you as a pastor, I wish I could tell you as a man of God, I wish I could tell you it's all going to be okay. But even when I don't know, you know what I'm choosing to do? I'm not going to camp on what I don't know. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to camp on what I do know. You know what I do know is that he is Jehovah. He is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner. He is Jehovah Ra, the Lord, my shepherd. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. He is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider, he is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is there. He is Jehovah. And I pray that in our lives that we would continue to remain at our post and remember that he is God in and out of season. And even when I want to give up, turn around, walk away, I'm going to continue to stay in the fight. See, God rescues, God restores, and God heals. Let's never forget that. Hold on to that specific truth about who he is. Because like I said, I don't know what the future holds, but I can say who holds the future. He's a good God and he is in control. The last thing is this. You know, I think the beautiful example is found in Jesus. In Mark 14, in Jesus' final few hours, we see Jesus on his knees in the Garden of Gethsemane. He says to the disciples, stay here, stay at your post, stay in the fight. I need you to pray. And Jesus goes and he prays and he kneels. And in those few moments, in his final few hours, as he was headed towards the cross, the Bible says he, he knelt on his knees, fully God, fully man. And he knelt before the father and he said, father, this cup, if it could pass from me, let it happen. But God, not my will your will be done. And we see that Jesus, he didn't pass that cup. In fact, he went through with it. In that moment, fully man, fully God, he could have thrown in the towel, but instead he chose to stand for you and for me. He chose to stay in the fight. And because of that, you and I know this freedom. You and I know his grace because he died for each and every one of us and he paid a price that none of us could have paid. And it is in that moment that we see humanity, mankind change forever because God 
came and he put a human flesh on. And Jesus died for each and every one of us. And as I conclude in this message, maybe you've wanted to give up. Maybe you've wanted to walk away. Jesus never walked away from you. And I think in these moments when we want to walk away, we must remember who God is. We must remember what he has done for us in the past. And we must remind our soul that if he rescued us before, he can rescue us again. Friend, I want to pray for you. Before I hand it back to the team there, I want to pray for those who have never accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friend, if you haven't, I would love to lead you in a simple, powerful prayer of asking him into your life. It is our mistakes. It is our sin that separates us from God. See, all of us has fallen short of the glory of God, but God is that good that he did not remain distant from us. He moved towards the mess. He moved towards us and he died for each and every one of us. Why? Because he loves you. He loves me. He wants relationship with you. Maybe at one time you prayed this prayer, but you know in your heart you've walked away. Friend, I would love to include you in this prayer. Have a new beginning today. Here's a plan and purpose for your life. If that's you and you're saying, yeah, Peter, would you lead me in this prayer? I'd love to include you in this prayer of asking Jesus into your life. Have you asked him into your life? Have you accepted the Lord Jesus as your savior? Have you asked him into your heart, into your life? Is he the center of your life? If he isn't, then say this prayer after me from the bottom of your heart. Say this with me, dear Jesus, Today, I give you my life. I surrender all. I choose you as my Lord and Savior. Help me, lead me, and guide me. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're so glad you joined us at Liberty City Podcast. Please check us out on social media and find an event to connect with us.